to the Upside Down Podcast, a place for unscripted conversations on life and faith. Join us as we discuss what it looks like when Jesus turns our lives upside down. Welcome to this episode of Upside Down Podcast, a place with unscripted conversations on life and faith. I'm your host, Christy James, and tonight I'm here with Kayla Craig and Lindsay Wallace. Those of you who I feel here. like every time we <laughs> say our names, Every time we say our names, I want to be like, woo woo. I know. <laughs> well, I, I kind of expected you to. <laughs> and then there was just this pause. Like, <laughs> well, I was kind of waiting for you to. <laughs> I know. I was like the only person at graduation who didn't get cheered for. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, that's what it was like oh, obviously oh. lots of people cheered for me I was like I really that surprises me you were <laughs> I know. you did improv like surely people were cheering for you uh. <laughs> we do want to talk about why it's just the three of us Shannon Evans and Lori Harris are not on the call which for those of you who have listened for a while you'll recognize their absence we definitely do And part of the reason that we decided to do that, well, some of it was just logistical, but some of it is because we listened to feedback that we got. And sometimes it is um, a lot to have five different voices to be working through. Lori makes it a little easier with her accent, but (laughs) we know it's hard to tell who's who. And then sometimes, um, you know, just having a lot of people on keeps us from being able to go a little bit deeper into the stuff we want to talk about. So we're trying it out and we'd love to hear what you think. So before we get into our topic, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Speaking of what you think, (laughs) and we really appreciate it when you hop on iTunes and give us a review. It helps other people find us, and we love reading them, not only to boost our own ego, but just to know what you think. So this is uh, one I want to share from Kelsey Berry, and she titled it Sweet, Honest, Thoughtful Conversation. And she says, I learned about this podcast through a private group on Facebook, and I'm so thrilled I came over to listen. These women are phenomenal. The topics are not always easy, and that's what I love. We have to be willing to look at the difficult stuff. And these ladies do it in a beautiful way, all while pointing you to Jesus. I have only listened to three episodes so far, but I know I'll probably catch up on all the episodes within a few days. And it's that good, y'all. She said, y'all. I never say y'all. And now I got to say y'all real quick. I think think we all need these conversations in our lives. Thank you for creating the space of honesty, vulnerability, and love. Thank you, Kelsey. Yeah. That's a good one. That was really kind. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so tonight, we are, today, tonight, this episode, we are going to talk about the church, which is kind of an impossible task, right? <laughs> we have been thinking about this one for a long time. and as a little s- topic. Yeah, it's just something like, you know, no big deal. But as we thought about it, I think we all kind of realized this is like another one of those, perhaps we bit off more than we could chew kind of things. But we want to do it anyway, because we think it matters. So mm-hmm. we have a lot to say. We're not going to be able to say everything. And this is one in particular that might be good to kind of take off the podcast and into some of our our social media places so we would love to hear kind of what you think at the end Mm -hmm. and part of what we want to talk about in this and part of what we realized is that um you know we did a reader or, or not a reader a listener survey and we it was really helpful to kind of hear who you guys are 
And uh, one of the things that we loved seeing was so many of you are in church regularly and you are members of churches and all of that. And so with that in mind, this is, we want it to be a really welcoming family conversation and um, because the church is a family, right? So mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, Kayla and Lindsay, um, what, what are some of the reasons you guys wanted to do this episode and wanted to have this conversation Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that just as human beings, we're not meant to do life alone. Mm-hmm. And church is a huge part of my life. This is Kayla. I am a pastor's wife or I'm married to a pastor. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Does anyone else like Christy, yeah. do you love identifying like pastor's wife? I have to say no, I'm married I to a pastor. I use it because it's easy, but. <laughs> it takes uh, fewer characters. Right. <laughs> um, <Instagram>. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind the identity, no. but I do pause sometimes. So yeah, I'm with you. Right. Yeah. Just the the phrasing. It's like mm-hmm. that's yeah. a whole episode. Right. That's a whole episode. Yeah. And, and we saw that in our survey that there are other their fellow mm-hmm. people who are in the same boat. So mm-hmm. we see you ladies. Uh anyway, <laughs> all of that to say, I've dedicated my life, my family's life to serving the church and my husband is as well. And we we see that there is a, a very big importance. And I think we see that in scripture, that there's a big importance of worshiping in community and living life in a Jesus-centered community. And so that's why I'm excited to do this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would second what Kayla said just about, you know, the importance of doing life together and that we're really wired that way and created for community. Um, and I also just love the local church. And mm-hmm. I have... Um, not always been a part of the church. And so I've kind of experienced life on both ends of this is what it's like to do life without a community and without a church. And then I've experienced what it's like to do within and, you know, both can be messy and both can be beautiful, but I, I continue to like to choose the church global and also the local church as, you know, Mm -hmm. to be committed to Mm -hmm. both of those things. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love that. (laughs) So I guess one of the things we probably need to talk about kind of early on is what do we mean when we talk about the church? Lindsay, you kind of just like mentioned those like two different sides, but mm-hmm. when you say, um, like I haven't, haven't always been part of the church community, you know, what do you mean by that? Cause yeah, I mean, so when I think of the church, I don't think of a place mm-hmm. or of a building. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of of a people, of a group of people who are following Jesus. And so, you know, I actually Googled what is the church earlier because I was curious. Right. <laughs> and, and, and Oxford Dictionary says it's a building, but it's not. Mm-hmm. A building. It's, it's, uh, it's people and it's people who, you know, have dedicated their lives to Christ. And so when I say I'm part of the church, I mean the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Kayla, what do you mean when you say the church? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's totally that, that like universal church, like the one church being the body of Christ. But then there's also local bodies. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like little C church. So big C church is the church and little C church to me, you know, is like right. the local right. congregations of people living together that like, tangible doing life together that's Mm -hmm. that's the the small church the small c yeah Mm -hmm. I've heard people describe it too as um 
like the invisible and the visible church. So like Mm. the invisible, I think the reason like they use that distinction is that the invisible like kind of emphasizes the reality that like in terms of like the universal church, we can't really know like who Mm -hmm. is truly like in the invisible church, but then the visible church is like the visible expression. So like the worshiping bodies, like the local church, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like, but going a step farther, why is the church important? Like getting away from like the definition, like what is the church supposed to be? And what are we, you know, like knowing that it's hard and, I mean, we've all had experiences where the church has disappointed us, where we've been frustrated with the church. We talk about this, that sometimes in episodes, mm-hmm. like kind of saying, I don't know, like the church in America has disappointed us in this way or whatever. Like, so yeah. what, mm-hmm. what do we, what is the church supposed to be? What, and why are we disappointed? Mm. <laughs> like Minor there, questions, guys. Minor yeah. questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of reasons why people might not fully feel at home at church. So maybe it's because women don't feel respected mm-hmm. or trauma from maybe fundamentalist baggage, greed, abuse. Like the church is not immune to bad things, mm-hmm. but but the church is beautiful it's it's a body of imperfect people but we have something that unifies us and that is jesus Mm -hmm. and i think that but is what holds us together yeah and to me that it's it's almost like you can't put it into words but i just go back to we're not meant to do life alone and there's kind of this western individualistic idea this like rugged individualism that we see in America and maybe in other countries too that it's like I'm gonna I can do my own thing Mm -hmm. like I don't don't need other people I'm gonna do me it's private and and even sometimes in the church we glorify (sighs) quiet time or we glorify doing your own sanctification and doing your own time in scripture which is good, mm-hmm. but it, we can kind of condense that into this individualistic mentality. Mm-hmm. And, and in our country, in the United States, kind of this uh, capitalistic, very individualistic manner. And when we do that, we lose sight of community and learning from other people and working with each other and relying on each other and just kind of this communal aspect of you know sharp iron sharpening iron and holding each other accountable if we're if we're doing things on our own we're gonna go off in not so great of a way Mm -hmm. (laughs) and unless we're really 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 holy and I think like spoiler alert (laughs) we're all not quite there yeah (laughs) right yeah I mean I think of the church as being the hands and feet of Jesus and so mm-hmm. we are that to one another, and then we are that to the those outside the church mm-hmm. as well. But like Kayla said, you know, spoiler alert: we're all sinners. So that mm-hmm. that gets you know it, it, and we're all you know. I think one of the arguments that is often given for why people don't attend church or maybe they don't want anything to do with God is like, well, Christians are all hypocrites. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, we yeah. totally are, you know, like mm-hmm. come on in, the water's fine. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> like it, 
we yeah like we're all people and we're all fallen and we're all sinners mm-hmm. but like Kayla said the but is really important that we are still the bride of Christ and we are still called mm-hmm. to love one another even when it's messy even when it's hard even when we screw up um and because none of us can throw the first stone you know mm-hmm. um so yeah I don't know I always just think the church is for sinners. So yeah, it's a place of, he- it should be a place of healing. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad when people feel like it's a place of judgment. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, to be fair, people experience judgment in yeah. the church, yeah. you know? So it's, yeah. I mean, our family, when we moved to Miami visited, I I mean, I have a pretty short in the grand scheme of things, church history. And so I've only, prior to being, I'd only attended two churches in my whole life. And one was a plant from the first one. So, you know, um, (laughs) and then we visited a few churches to find a church for our family. And we were, I mean, I don't know that I could say kicked out, asked to leave. We were not welcome in one of the churches that we went to visit. And it was um, really hard for like someone who is a Christian and is a believer. But I just left thinking like, what if that had happened to somebody? And that was their first time. Mm, yeah. If that mm. was their first time coming to visit and they left feeling like, like they're because of the makeup of their family and the type of children that they have, they aren't welcome. Mm. And that's the opposite mm. of what Jesus, Jesus said, let the little children come to me, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. not usher them out of the service because we're trying to record and we need our audio to be perfect. Ooh, so, oh. The the reality, and I think, like, we need to acknowledge, like, there are real hurts that have mm-hmm, occurred within yeah. the church. Yeah. But but I, but I we keep coming back because mm-hmm. that's, because we need each other, yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kayla, you were talking about this a little bit be- with me before we started recording, but just that, like, that we, I mean, church hurt is and should be, like, it should it's going to hurt because church should be like the safest place, you know? So when something mm-hmm. happens in the place where you are supposed to be the most welcome and like surrounded by your family and unified by this most important thing, when something hurtful happens there, it is completely devastating. And it's amazing that despite that, there are, there's so many people in the church. There are a lot of people who are not in the church anymore who have been hurt by the church, but there are a lot of people in the church who have been hurt like in a way that's related to the church. And that is kind of amazing. (laughs) You know, I don't know. It just seems like uh, it's, it's a, I think Kayla earlier, you were talking about just it being this beautiful, like phenomenon that kind of like the Holy spirit, I guess works and draws us back together. And it's a beautiful thing to kind of, you know, be able to move into I guess work through really painful things and I'm not trying to like put this pretty bow on it at all because there is like a huge, it's it can be, it should be devastating. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. um, went to a show Baraka lecture last month, I guess. And one of the things he said that stuck with me is the gospel design is to make enemies family. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of, you know, it's like this, this radical, like, grace and mercy and forgiveness that doesn't make any sense and even when we really don't want to reconcile like (laughs) that's the call of Christ you know Mm -hmm. um so it does it's perplexing to people who aren't used to that kind of like forgiveness not forgetfulness but forgiveness you know yeah 
And I feel like I should say, like, just if you are in a toxic church environment, right. you have no reason to stay there. Then, like, I just don't want anyone to hear what Christy said and take that as like, oh, well, then I just need to like forgive them and like keep going. Like, right. no, go to some place that is safe. Mm-hmm. But just go. There are know that there are safe churches and people who are going to love you and help you heal from whatever wounds you have. Like not all churches are the same, which is hard because like going back to what we were talking about, like the big C church, there's a lot of little C churches in there Uh (laughs) and we're not all created equal. You know what I mean? And we, we all have different strengths and weaknesses, but there are some that churches that are just toxic Mm -hmm. and then not good and then on the other flip side of that they're really healthy beautiful churches that as Lindsay talked about are being the hands and feet and are humble and it the production value means nothing compared to the people that are being loved and being shown Jesus in a really authentic real caring loving way you know Mm -hmm. yeah I'm glad you said that Kayla (laughs) I know that's not what you were saying, right. but I just didn't want somebody to hear that. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's so tricky because it's like, uh, I guess maybe part of what we need to say is like, assuming that the church that we're talking about is healthy, this is good, mm. you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. obviously, like, like you said, there are situations that are, are toxic and completely unhealthy and people need to hear that they have the freedom to find refuge, um, somewhere else. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. That's one thing that, um, you know, we've talked about this a little bit um, in other places, but uh, one of the other podcasts that I listen to a lot that Lindsay actually recommended is Pass the Mic, which is by, it's uh, from the Reformed African American Network. And one thing that I've kind of learned, they have a couple episodes where they talk specifically about um, church uh, through the experience of being an African American or just simply the black church. And uh, I have learned so much about church from listening to a perspective that is different than mine and an experience that's mm. different than mine. And one of the things that has really uh, transformed my experience of church in my own little C church community is thinking about the church as a refuge. Um, mm. One of the things that I forget which episode it is, I can try to find it um, and uh, link back to it, but just talking about how um, when the world is a place that is kind of constantly wearing you down and when you are walking around with a weary soul, the church uh, is a place where you can go in and know that your brothers and sisters are kind of coming in the same way and that it is a celebration of kind of relief and refuge. And um, that is uh, not necessarily like the approach that I sometimes take when I walk into church. I mean, I love church. I love our church. We're church planters. It's like, I've joked about how it's like our church baby, our fourth baby. Um, But like thinking about how the church can function as a refuge um, has been so uh, helpful. And I'm just so thankful to have, I don't know, just realized I mean, on several levels, this is not just about like, Oh, I'm glad I heard this information. It has helped me. (laughs) I'm thankful for it on several levels, but listening to someone else describe their experience with church had a big impact on how I walk into worship on Sunday mornings. 
Um, and it has been more of a refuge for me in different ways in different times, depending on what I'm bringing in because of that. So have there been times when you have um, heard something maybe from, we're not from, we don't all go to the same kinds of churches, but, you know, are there things that you've learned from your experience in other churches or um, are there experiences that you've had that have kind of reshaped your expectations of church or how you go in or? Hmm. So we, like I mentioned, have I've only previously been a part of two churches and they were both church plants. And so it was very much like, like one of them, we remodeled a building and like the people, like the church body literally came in with sledgehammers and took walls <laughs> down. You know what I mean? It was that kind of like set up the chairs, do, you know, bring the bread, you know, everybody all hands on deck kind of experiences. And it was great. And it was, I, I mean, I loved being able to serve in that way. But now that we're in Miami and our ministry is our life and our life is our ministry and we do it 24 seven, we attend a church and we don't serve. And it's another church plant, which is great and we love, but other people set up the chairs and mm-hmm. other people, you know, do those things. And it's a really sweet, like, way for them to serve us. Mm-hmm. And they're so supportive of what we do. I have never been asked to do anything because they know that our lives are very intense and we are, you know, doing quote unquote ministry, which is really my life. But we're we're working and we're doing and we're serving all the time. And so... I have really, really appreciated the leadership and their ability to to see um, that that really they they serve us. I mean, we show up and they care for us mm-hmm. and they pray for us, and so it's been really sweet to um, just people to acknowledge. Like I feel like oftentimes within the church, there's this huge pressure to to serve, to serve, to serve, to serve, and fill your calendar with all of these opportunities for serving the church, and that's great, and that's you know, can be good to, to, I mean, it's definitely good to serve, but it, we become really inwardly focused or we mm-hmm. just, our, our calendars are so full. Christy, you've talked about this, like mm-hmm. there's no opportunity to like meet your neighbors. And mm-hmm. so it's just been really cool to be a part of a body that recognizes not everyone can and should be serving the church in all the ways all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I feel like part of what you're saying there is that you like the fellow members of your church allow the church to be a refuge for you. They love you by allowing that to be a place where you come in and are filled up, Um, filled back up. Right. mm -hmm. Because we're pouring out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, So that so we show up and they pour into us. Yeah. It's it's really great. Mm hmm. There's another podcast that (laughs) is kind of related to the first one, but that we've talked about a lot off the recording and we, I guess are going to, we're hoping to talk about it a lot more on cause we talk about it a lot <laughs> everywhere. But, um, <laughs> this one's called truth's table and it, it, Lindsay and I were just kind of saying like, every time we listen to one, it's like, Oh, this is the best one. Oh no, this is the best one. And they did a really <laughs> great episode on the church, which, um, kind of digs a little bit more into what it is. Um, uh, perhaps from a more like theological perspective. Um, all three of those women have advanced degrees in either divinity or I think one is a counselor. But Michelle Higgins is one of them, and um, she talked about, when they were kind of talking about what the church is, she used the phrase prefigure, which I loved. Um, and part of what she was saying is that the church is meant to proclaim the kingdom that is and is to come, and it's a reflection of the same. 
So the church is meant to be this um, kind of outpost of heaven, I guess, is another way mm-hmm. I've heard it put. Um, and that our love for each other within the church is the thing that should inform people of what they can expect in the church and in Jesus. And yes. um, that is, I, I think, I mean, it, Michelle just made it, she's like made it so succinct and so beautiful. And so, Lindsay, that what you were saying kind of reminded me of that too, that like, it's, there are big and little ways that we within the church can um, love each other. And the great thing is that that is actually the best, like, um, apologetic, I guess, for yeah. the church. Like, the church being the church yeah. should be really... <laughs> right. Well, the Bible says they'll know us by our love. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, that's... Michelle nailed it. Mm-hmm. So, Shannon... I wish that we could have her perspective on here because I think having the Catholic voice is really important, but she shared this really, really great article. I don't know if you guys had a chance to read it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about that a little bit, but one of the things that you guys have both talked about is like the church's community. And so I'm curious, like in your lives, do you see a difference between the, like the way the church community functions in your life and like your community outside the church? Mm-hmm. I this is Kayla and absolutely I do. And and the church that we're in is a church that has been around for a long, long time. We're not a church plant. And so we have people that have grown up in this church. And my husband and I were just actually getting ready to leave, taking another call, but we've been here for five years. And it was like coming into a family. Mm. And so we moved here and we didn't know anyone. And all of a sudden my kids inherited grandmas and great grandmas and aunts and uncles. And it was like, our church is not a church or like a community center. Our church is a family. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think to me that that is such a big, that's a big, a big part. Like they're the people who I call if, you know, like I, I don't know my neighbors as well as I wish I did. And maybe as, as much as I should, of course, one of our neighbors is the church. Right. But I have women that I know I can text and call. And the only thing that brings us together is our church family. Mm-hmm. But our, but that, but that bond is so strong. So if I was, I was, you know, just hanging out with my friends, I would never know these people. Or I might say they're my mom's age, but, mm-hmm. but now they're my friends. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I know that I can trust them or I can ask their advice or I can just, you know, say, Hey, I got to, I got to do this. Can you pick up Joseph from school? And they will, because that's what family does. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, I can go from, you know, talking about something very spiritual with a a more of a mentor to then going and being like, hey, you know, do you want to run to the store together? You know what I mean? And just kind of it's this whole philosophy of doing life as a family and not we're not just these individual, you know, American families with 2.5 kids and big fences and big garages and we never go out. But it's this this kind of busting this idea of of what family is and family being much much bigger and as adoptive um, families know like family is so much more bigger than more bigger oh my <laughs> word 
<laughs> so much, so much bigger than blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, I don't know. I this is a weird question for me. I think mm-hmm. so. For the first time in my life, I spend more time with people who probably would not consider themselves Christians than I do with people who would consider themselves Christians. But in that process, people have commented oh, you have really great friends and they're talking about my church community and it's something like, so it's, it's, it's different and they notice it's different. Do you know what I mean? But I think like, because I'm used to like, yeah, they are really great. You know, like they do my Mm -hmm. dishes and they help me (laughs) and whatever. Like I've almost taken for granted. I think that Mm -hmm. was a, a surprise for me now that I spend a large amount of my time with people who would not claim to be Christians is um they don't experience that and they Mm. you know they have friends of course they have friends but that family aspect that you're talking about Kayla um is missing and Mm -hmm. it's it's really one it's given me appreciation for what I do have but it's also given me like a greater zeal to pull people in and to say Mm -hmm. like you can want you to have this this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, I mean, that's exactly, that's a perfect example of um, that, what Michelle Higgins was saying, you know, that the, mm, yeah. like, loving care of the church, like, is, it should be noticeable, and it isn't always, which is something that we can readily admit and um, mm-hmm. and mourn, but, man, when it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it pulls together people, kind of, Christy, like yes. what you were saying, it pulls together people that might not have anything else in mm-hmm. common except for Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can worship with someone who might have a completely different background than me, different age, different gender, different ethnicity. Ethnicity. It doesn't matter because there we have this bond of Jesus and that we we can all kind of come together in that. And that's what the the article that Shannon had mm-hmm. sent us um, from a friend, I believe, that who is also also Catholic. And so we can link to that in the show notes because it, it was really just it really drills that down. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That, and, and that's kind of beautiful to me as a Protestant to hear that's going on in, in Catholic worship too, which I am not as familiar with. So I mm-hmm. thought that was a really cool um, ecumenical aspect because we are the Holy Catholic Church, right? Like, don't we say that in, mm-hmm. what is it? The, the Apostles' Creed? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's, there was a, there were two paragraphs that I wanted to read from that article or that post from Shannon's friend. And one of them says this, it says, I have great friends. Their friendship is a gift from God. But hanging out with my friends as we journey through life together is a pathetic substitute for the church. The church is not where we chill with our besties. The church is where we are bound together despite our differences because of something beyond ourselves, which is Christ. And I will say that that's kind of in response to something she was saying above. It sounds a little harsh when I pull it out right there. But this, um, (laughs) I was like, ooh, pathetic. I didn't think about that. No, it's good. Yeah. Well, and in this last part, it says, what do I have in common with the old woman whose walker squeaks across across the chapel floor, the African immigrant who stops to pray in the chapel each morning on his way to work, the middle-aged woman who sways and whispers to herself as attends the daily mass, the Filipino doctor, the family with 10 kids, the students from the CSU who gather in the chapel and sing while Holy Saturday turns into Easter Sunday, 
the young couple suffering from infertility, the single guy in his 40s, perhaps nothing. We may have nothing in common except for the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and it's so true for, yeah, about this idea that, like, there aren't denominations in heaven. <laughs> you know, <Right>. like, <laughs> we, we really all are, and yes, there are little C churches, but we really all are part of a f- one family and right. one global church. And I think it's, I don't know, I just want to acknowledge that I don't, I actually didn't read that article, so I don't know what she was referring to, but I think a lot of people in light of the election felt sort of like spiritually homeless because Mm -hmm. of, you know, different Mm -hmm. polls that showed different people voted for whoever they voted for. And I think that's a really good reminder of like, yeah, we're still family, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. we're still a part of, of the church and, um, there's one reason for that, you know? Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's not hard. And that doesn't mean people don't have like deep wounding from lots of different things, but it's just that acknowledgement that like, it's, it's really just Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's a place where like Kaylee, you were saying it um, brings people together. Like this article was saying too, it brings people together who wouldn't like come together otherwise like we can worship but I think the like it goes even beyond that too which is that like it is supposed to be um diverse like that like it is supposed it Mm -hmm. worship is always better when it is that Mm -hmm. kind of group when it's the group that makes no sense anywhere else um Mm -hmm. and some you know like that doesn't happen in every church in every time in every place but that doesn't change the fact that it would be better (laughs) if I mean yeah by Mm -hmm. definition in heaven it's every tribe every tongue every you know so by definition that's who we are Mm -hmm. right even if you look around and you might not see that honestly and I don't know if any of you remember there was an article that came out and it was kind of like scientific but it was talking about how when people sing at the same time their hearts start beating like in unison no way Yeah. And I read that and I was like, of course, because of course it does. And it was not, it wasn't a Christian, you know, like it had nothing to do, but obviously the first thing I thought of was like worshiping, Mm -hmm. you know, together. And I thought, of course, like there's something that's so beautiful and so unifying and ways that we can't even fathom, like our hearts beating in sync. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Literally beating in as one. (laughs) Yeah. what other places do adults get together and sing? Like, right. I don't right. know. I mean, concerts, maybe, yeah. but like, that doesn't usually happen. Hipsters yeah. around the fire, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a friend yeah. who leads worship. She leads music at her church now, and she's got an amazing voice. And she didn't become a Christian until she was like 18 or 19. And she started going to church, and that's how she found out she could sing. And then she, like, she's good enough that then she started playing. She started a band and was, um, like, doing open mic nights and playing Mm -hmm. in coffee shops and stuff. And she, you know, I don't know that she, I don't know what it would have taken. Like, she didn't sing anywhere else, you know, Um, which is as someone who, yeah, grew up in church that had never crossed my mind that that is something that is kind of unusual Um, Mm -hmm. or can be, you know, it's not always, but it can be, so... Yeah. And I think it's just important to know as we're talking about church, like we say church, even when we're saying like little C church, <laughs> but we're, we're talking about not just the Sunday morning. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yes, Sunday morning is 
you know, my husband's a pastor. Obviously, I think it's important, but it isn't like this like spiritual checklist that like, right. oh, I go to church, I got it covered, I'm a Christian, I don't have to do anything, you know what I mean? And I think right. that kind of goes back to some of what you were talking about, Lindsay. Like we still think yes, you know, going to church on a Sunday morning and being a regular attender and member is there's a lot of merit in that, but that doesn't mean like you have more favor from God now right, or right. like that is like your checklist off from actually like loving people and loving your neighbor and caring for the downtrodden and the marginalized and the poor. Like that, sh- that should be equipping you so you can go out and do that. Right. You right. know? Yeah. It's like, um, we, I think we've talked about this before, but the, like indicatives and the imperatives, you know, like we, we, we are so fast to be, to say like, well, I go to church and that does this. But the reality is like the going to church is the result of the relationship. And then that has a function too. Like I, um, I think Duff has talked about this. And so I've talked about it because I basically repeat a lot of the stuff he says, but that like going to church on Sunday is like this, it's like a, um, spiritual inhale where like, the Lord, mm. he like inhales us back in and we are refueled and then we're exhaled back out into the world. And so like church is for us in a way, but it's not about us. And as we are exhaled, it we're exhaled back out for a reason. You know, like if Jesus wanted us to just yeah. be hanging out all together all the time, then he could have done that. Um, but instead he established his church and he said, uh, by the way, this is never like the church is always going to be around. The gates of hell, mm-hmm. nothing can prevail against it. It's always going to be here. And now I'm going to send you out. And, uh, yeah, it's like the, the, some, I think sometimes we, I don't know how we got here, but, um, that we feel like church is like the, yeah, like the checklist or like the mark of, you know, did we do what we were supposed to do? But the reality is mm-hmm. it's like a bare minimum, you know, like the church is mm-hmm. where we go to be equipped to be able to do um, right. the work of loving each other and loving others well mm-hmm. and um, it's like fuel you know yeah Lindsay I have a question for you do you feel like and you you kind of touch on this but do you feel like as someone who is doing like urban missions do you feel like when you go to church you are getting some of, <clears throat> some of that rest and refuel and encouragement and like the reminder of why you're doing what you're doing and like does it fill you in a spiritual way so you can go into the hard yeah I think um one of the one of the ways that I am refueled is through worship and by worship I mean singing um and so my kids are all like out of the baby stage they can go to the kids class and not need me so I don't get interrupted um and so I can actually be there during worship and so for me to be able to like worship with other people and be led we have just a really phenomenal group of folks who do that like that really really fills me up um Mm. and so yeah for me that that does equip me and allows me to you know go back out Mm-hmm. Hey, one thing that I, we haven't really talked about is like, I mean, we all, we're all in churches now where we've been for at least a couple of years and that we know and love. And so we have all these like lovey-dovey 
friendships and feelings and all that that takes a really long time <laughs> to establish and I just want to say that's like very true it yeah. is yeah. I, I know what it feels like to be new in a church and to mm-hmm. want that so badly and I know how hard it can be to be patient um haven't always been married to a pastor so like I've had to walk into churches on my own I've been single and like visiting new churches and um so if that's kind of where if we have, you know, listeners who are in that place, I just want to say, like, that's, you're not alone in that. It uh, has happened to a lot of us. And um, just to be patient and stick with it and know that it always takes a long time to develop really lasting and meaningful relationships. But if there's a place... And that's a good point, too. Like, if you know, kind of going back to our idea of in the West, this very consumeristic society, like, kind of consuming churches mm-hmm. and not committing to a, a body once you find a place that really feels like is teaching, you know, scripture based on, you know, what you feel to be truth and t- preaching the gospel and, you know, feels like a good fit, like committing mm-hmm. to a body because everybody is going to have that hard stuff and that messy stuff. And, yeah, you know, and like I said before, if it's bad you know that's bad and you know you need to get out and 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 give yourself the permission to do that but also like if they're not doing songs that you like or (laughs) you know they're doing some programs that are your cup of tea the coffee's bad (laughs) you know pastor's wife is mean (laughs) (laughs) but I think like Kayla I was thinking about this analogy earlier like the bible talks about how like the church is the bride of Christ, right? And so if you mm-hmm. take that idea of marriage, like you can marry anybody, right? Like there's probably lots of people in the world that you're compatible with. And in my opinion, like at some point you just have to pick somebody. Like mm-hmm. obviously you want like similar things to be in line, right? But like you pick somebody because you're going to like argue with that person, right? Like no, there's no like perfect because we're sinners we're sinners marrying sinners and so I just think of it as like I chose my husband and I choose him every day and I just I mean obviously I love him and had fun dating him and all those things but at the end of the day it's like do I want to choose this man for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and church is obviously like a lesser um commitment (laughs) because you can change churches if it's you know you just need to but Mm -hmm. I think similarly like it's pick it's picking one and committing to it um because there are those quirky things like the coffee's bad and the music sucks or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's I'm committed to this group of people I'm committed to this community and so that analogy of marriage and being committed to this person even though sometimes he drives me crazy but I chose him you know Mm -hmm. Um, right and you chose him not because of his image I assume, like, I mean, I I like the image, right, right, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I mean, and just again, like, we're not talking about toxic relationships or toxic church relationships, but like, if you're in a generally healthy, this is good theology, these are good people, yeah, that consumeristic thing, it just has to go, yeah, it's it's so... It's so American and so not the Bible. Right. Yeah. And we could, and hopefully, yeah, I hope we do talk about that in the future because there's a lot more to say on that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I actually loved in the survey that we just did, we asked people what denomination they were. um, And those were really interesting answers. But one of the, one of the people put Bible. 
And I was like, yes, me too. That's <laughs> like, I'm down with the Bible. You yeah. know? No, that really oh. is a denomination. <laughs> oh, it is? I know now I'm kind of I mean I'm sure it's fine but uh, I thought someone was being funny I was like that's a great answer you're like yes I want to be (laughs) that you know what maybe they were maybe they were why does Kayla have to be the Debbie Downer maybe they were no it's okay (laughs) I keep dreaming about that the answers were great I'm still still excited about it yeah Well, thanks so much, guys, for listening to this episode of the Upside Down Podcast. As always, you can find us on Instagram, and apparently a lot of you have because we read our survey. Uh, You can find us at Upside Down Podcast over there. We are on Facebook, too, and we would love for you to join our private Facebook group. If you search for Upside Down Tribe, you can ask to be added, and we will add you, and hopefully we can continue some of this conversation over there like I said this just feels like um, a fun starting point but man just scratching the surface so thanks again for listening to this episode of Upside Down Podcast